Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Very warm welcome to Headliner Radio. Today I'm delighted to welcome onto the show Bruce Fielder, otherwise known as British DJ and producer Sigala. Bruce, welcome Hello, to mate. the show. How are you doing? You're right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really good. How are you? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, it's a real pleasure to be to be chatting to you today from across the pond. You're in you're in New York, right? Yeah, I know. I uh, from London, probably not too far from you guys, yeah. but um, yeah, calling from New York today. Yeah, how's it? Uh, how's things? I know you've been over there for a, for a few days. What have you? Uh, what have you been up to? Yeah, it's been it's been really good. It's been still a bit tough this year to get over here yeah. with all the complications of COVID. And um, I uh, performed at a club called Marquee last night, which was yes loads of fun and um i've been trying to get there and we've had to cancel a couple of times because of um you know covid and all that yeah boring stuff yeah. um but yeah it's good to be back <laughs> i love new york um awesome. it's been really cool i managed to get some studio time in while i've been here which i love to do in different places yeah um and uh yeah it's been really cool man yeah how um i mean obviously i don't want to dwell on it too much um you know the live the live music world kind of went out the window when when covid came about but you know being back out must be quite nice playing shows is this kind of have you you've played a few shows this year already right uh yeah this year's been so busy been crazy um, right on the touring front yeah um which has been both amazing and exhausting at the same time because <laughs> i feel like it's it's been slightly more intense than any previous year yeah. Um, but yeah, it, obviously there was like so much anticipation from from artists and and from the crowds and and people who wanted to go out. Um, that has been such a cool cool year to be back, and everyone's full of life. And yeah, it's been it's been loads of fun. Yeah, awesome. All that pent up energy of two years of of no gigs, and everyone's just. Uh going crazy now Ready to go yeah, yeah. It, it was also kind of weird from a, a creative perspective as well having like made music in a certain way for for quite a long time and then suddenly there's a big part of the process been removed because mm. it's such an important part of the process for me that i now kind of rely on is is making music and then getting feedback from from people and crowds and playing tunes out live and yeah and seeing what works and and also just feeding off that energy and and um you know inspiration from from having a, a good show yeah and obviously that was just instantly taken away and i didn't realize how important that was to the process until a few months in or a year in of of covid and uh i was like I don't really know what I'm doing anymore because I don't have anyone to bounce, like to soundboard off. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was really bizarre. So it's been really cool to get back yeah. and play stuff out. And um, yeah, so that I can, you know, get back to that process. That's normal. Yeah, wicked, wicked. Um, yeah, I want to talk about this track, obviously, Bruce Living Without You. Um, massive collaboration <clears throat> between yourself. The legend that is David Guetta and uh, British Eurovision 2022 runner-up Sam Ryder, um, which is out now on Ministry of Sound. Um, it's got great simps, great lyrics, and uh, quite frankly, excellent production. Um, t- tell us a little bit about how that collaboration came about, 
Bruce and 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 how the track came together really so um initially I was given a um a demo basically of this tune um called living without you mm. I think it was actually called without you um but then we later found out that David Getter's already got a song called Without You, so we had to right, change the name. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, so I got sent this demo and uh, by a um, UK songwriter called Jinjin, who I've worked with loads before, and she's written some absolute bangers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at her sort of discography, yeah. you'll be absolutely blown away. So I've worked with her um, on a few of my tracks. And um, so she sent me this, this uh this demo and it was basically sort of a piano ballad um of this tune living without you it had tom grennan singing on on the track at the time and uh and i was like i it, it kind of reminded me a bit of the tune i did with james arthur called lasting lover yes because that was similarly a ballad when i was sent um when it was sent to me and there was just something really you know beautiful about the song and I, and I really fell in love with that song and I had the same um reaction to this one and I just thought it was an incredible song and Tom's voice was obviously sold it as well yeah um he's somebody that I you know I've I've written with and and worked with but we haven't put a song out together so I was like maybe this will be the one yeah um so yeah so I took I took that um I think I just took the 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 vocal tom's vocal and sort of started a fresh um session and um yeah sort of went from there really i i got it to a point where i thought this is exciting and this is sort of good enough to play Mm. um to people so i sent it back to my team and then obviously i um i was in touch with david getter so i sent it to him Mm. And, uh, and he, he like, I think he FaceTimed me or, or called me or something. And mm-hmm. he was just like, so excited about it. And also about the, cause the, there was obviously it was, it was just a sort of singer songwriter demo. So there wasn't any vocal chop in the original one. So I'd right. made this vocal chop and sort of like melodined some new melody out of, out of what we had, yeah, um, yeah. with the vocals and David was just like, oh my God, that vocal chop is amazing. <laughs> he was just like, he was just obsessed with it, with, with his vocal chop. <laughs> and uh, I thought that was pretty cool um, coming from him. So, um, absolutely. Yeah. So we, uh, yeah. And, and then he had a few ideas of, of things we could try with the, uh, with the, with the production and a few things with the, with the string melody and, and things like this. And, um, so we jumped on, on zoom, I think it was, um, because we weren't able to get in the studio. I think he was in Ibiza. Mm. I was, uh, in London, um, and it was still a bit tricky to, to travel around that time. So, um, yeah, we just got, we got together on zoom and basically finished it off from there. And we changed a few things. I think we changed the bass, um, the bass line a little bit to try and it, sort of get a bit of that French house yes, influence yes. in there. Um, and that was, I think that was actually my idea because of obviously David's sort of music, musical history and, and stuff he's done before. Like I, I really wanted to tap into that and yeah, yeah. he was, he was super um, keen to do it as well. Yeah. So um, yeah, we finished it off together and, um, and then Tom Grennan, 
revealed that he couldn't actually um, feature on the tune. <laughs> so we were like, ah, okay, maybe uh, this this might be a bit of an issue. And quite some time went past and we still didn't have anyone to sing the song um, until Sam Ryder's name was mentioned. Um, I don't know by who exactly. I think it was someone at the label or, or something like that. Yeah. And anyway, I, I was like, I recognize him. Um, they said he's he's like really big on TikTok. He's got an incredible voice. And I went on I went on his TikTok and I was like, oh, I recognize this guy. I've definitely seen his videos. And he's just got all these videos of him singing. And he had a load of like Queen covers. And I used to be, well, I still am, a massive Queen yeah, fan same, and sort same. of grew up listening yeah. to Freddie Mercury sing. And, uh, and that just really sort of... Um, I just, I I just heard his voice and it was just like, yes, this, you know, this is the guy who's, yeah, um, who's going to replace Tom Grennan if if anyone's going to do a good yeah. job, yeah, yeah, um, and uh, and yeah, so we met up, and super nice dude, really really down to earth, and and we had loads of fun in the studio, and um, yeah, we recorded his vocal, and and that was it. I was okay. like, yes, this is. This is the one, which doesn't happen off often. Like sometimes it's tough, especially when you have a great vocal to start with and you have to replace it. Yeah. I've had songs where I've had like 10 different people sing it and we're still like scratching our heads. So, um, yeah, he, he really did bring it to uh, another level with, with his voice. Yeah. Um, yeah. and yeah, that's sort of the uh the whole the the whole process yeah, yeah. He, he has got a great vocal yeah and it sounds like it came together quite um quite kind of naturally obviously after you know you found sam um and approached him on that yeah i mean that's, that's it's great i mean um i also want to talk a little bit about uh the album obviously bruce um stay the night which is your previous single um that's going to be that's going to be on the album i assume yeah, um, yeah, 100%. When are you, have you got any uh, info on when you're going to be releasing? It's your it's your second studio album, right? Yeah, so it's album number two and it's going to be coming in March, uh, February, March awesome. time next year. Okay, well, that's something. I'm technically to, still yeah. working on it. Um, okay. I think I have till literally till the end of this week is, oh, is wow. my final, final, final <laughs> deadline, which has been yeah. moved a few times. Um okay. But yeah, I mean, it's like ninety nine percent done. There's, it's, it's basically just the next two singles that I'm still working on because I want them to, I want to make sure that they're sort of extra special. Hang on, yeah, yeah, brilliant. And um, tell, tell us about the sort of, uh, if, if you can, um, the kind of vibe you've gone for on the on the new album, Bruce. Did you did you approach it, maybe approach it a little bit differently to, say, brighter days, for example, like some of your previous projects. Um, yeah, so brighter days, I was sort of slightly more experimental in terms of, um, genre and, and tempo and things like that. And whilst that was really fun doing that, I, for this album, I wanted to really just hone in on exactly what I think Sagala is sonically and, um, and just sort of hammer that home really. And, uh, and really solidify that sound. So that's what I've done. It's 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 still pop and dance, but it's slightly slightly more clubby yeah. um, in in the production. But 
Um, it's they're all still pop songs. They they all follow you know pop structure. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, so it's like just really, um, just really sort of hammering home what what that sound is and mm. um and trying to do it in you know different ways as well on each track like each track has a different different influence yeah um whether it's whether it's a, a genre or or a sound or an era or something like that like they all have influences from different places sure. and um um but hopefully all tie in to one another as well yeah yeah sure sure who were your influences <laughs> growing up bruce you've obviously mentioned queen and freddie mercury um massive influence on on a lot of musicians i would imagine but who do you sort of draw the most inspiration from musically would would you say these days um yeah earlier on it was it was like a lot of bands um yeah stevie wonder prince like funky stuff i was really into and then bands like queen and and I, and then i went through my sort of rock metal phase and was into like corn and metallica and all those kinds of bands um and then i discovered dance music um when i was in university and it was artists like sub focus yeah pendulum <laughs> like lots of drum and bass that was huge at the time yeah and um and that was sort of like where i discovered my my passion for for dance music um was mostly through through drum and bass yeah i used to have this really run down old old car that i um uh my parents wouldn't let me change the the parcel shelf in it because they they bought it for me and my two brothers and we all had to share this car and uh basically made one out of wood and just put these six by nines in there and put a sub in the back (laughs) and just used to roll around and uh, blast the drum and bass out um (laughs) And that was really like where I found my my passion for uh, yeah. for dance music, um, and then I started to get into to things like um, I discovered like Daft Punk and and stuff like that, yeah. and then started following newer EDM acts at the time, which was like Avicii and Swedish House Mafia, mm. um, all that kind of good stuff, and uh, I would just get obsessed with a certain artist for for a few months and really try and work out how they made sounds and and how they um how they sort of made their productions and you know sort of do a b-tech version of of whatever they did (laughs) and you know i think that was really good practice though yeah yeah for sure for sure and i can imagine you've you've probably honed your process quite a lot over the years um you know having collaborated with um artists of the same sort of caliber of you, as yourself learning from your peers and all that kind of stuff um what's your these days bruce what's your general uh creative process like in the studio like what's your starting point if you're starting like with a clean sta- a clean slate on a new track um is it does it usually come from like a lyric idea or a melody or or a beat um or does it i guess it would depend vary depending on the the sort of project you're working on right yeah exactly so um if i'm doing something that's um you know for radio and spotify um and there's going to you know potentially be a pop pop release or a pop song then um i will 
you know, get in a studio with, if I can, the artist that I intend to sing the tune, mm. um, because you just end up writing, you know, a song that's so suited for that specific artist, and yeah. then you don't have to try ten different people to to, to sing on the tune. So um, <clears throat> that's sort of my preferred way of working or I'll get in the room with songwriters and the process is generally just like finding, finding the chords that are going to um, excite the, the top liners yeah. and, yeah. you know, spur on some ideas from them. Um, and I will just, you know, play and play and maybe sit on the piano. And that's generally um, a nice way to, to start off. Okay. Um, because you're not thinking about sonics at all. You you're just like as in production sonics, you you're literally just thinking about just what get, chords sound nice. Getting ideas out um, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, the the guys will start singing and we'll come up with something and then um but it, it can be really quick and it can take, you know, an hour or two on or, or the whole evening mm. um until, you know, that that idea sparks and, and everyone um there's sort of a unified feeling yeah. that this is, you know, this is where it should be going. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, sure. generally, so for a pop song, that's that's how I would, um, that's how I would start. And then if it's something that's for the club or for you know for my DJ sets or um, that kind of thing, then generally, like I'll have a vocal or a sample idea or something like that. I'll have the idea before I go into the studio because um, otherwise you can just sit there trawling through yeah. stuff yeah. going, oh, what, you know, what can I sample? Or what vocal can I use or, or whatever? And yeah. generally never get anything done. So I try and like to think about that stuff outside the studio and then get excited about an idea and then go in and really sort of hone Refocus. in on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah exactly. Yeah, cool. Um, cool. But yeah, obviously then it's sort of like less reliant on finding the the four chord progression yeah, yeah, yeah. if it's going to be something that's a, that's a club uh, a club sure, tune sure sure um and while we're talking about um production and, and your process and all that kind of stuff have you got um any favorite or go-to bits of gear or plugins that you've been using recently uh, <clears throat> what's your what's your setup like at the moment um, my setup is fairly simple to be honest. I don't really have any outboard. I've got, um, a good, uh, a good microphone. Yeah. Um, yeah. after trying a few out, I've settled on the, the manly reference. Okay. Um, it just generally is, is really easy to work with and pretty much makes everyone sound yeah. half decent, which mm. is good. Um, but aside from that, I don't really have any outboard, um, I have a Fireface interface and then my laptop, um, which I only actually got quite recently. I've had the Mac Tower uh, trash can for, oh, yeah. I don't even know, like five or six years now. Yeah. Um, but that was getting very slow. So I got one of the new new uh, MacBook Pros and they nice. are just absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, so that's been really good. And it's also been really cool to be able to actually now make music in different places and I can be on a plane or a train or in a car or yeah. wherever I am, which has actually been really useful this year because I've been so busy and just like trying to finish the album and touring at the same time. Like I don't think I could have done it 
um, without having a laptop <laughs> and, and that I could open all my yeah. sessions on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> for sure. Um, okay, awesome. Awesome. I mean, it has been a big year for you so far, I know, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's lots more that's um, to look forward to for the rest of the year. Uh, what have been your sort of personal highlights so far, Bruce, this year? Um, I think probably um, my Ibiza residency has been incredible. It's yeah. something that I've wanted to do for a few years now and haven't because it's obviously quite a commitment going there every single week and we haven't been able to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this year I did it for, for the first time, um, ever. And I brought my Sigala land show there and, um, sort of chose the lineups and was able to invite some DJs that I respect and, and know, um, are going to smash it. And, uh, and generally it was just really nice and inspiring to be out in Ibiza again. It's it's such a cool place and there's such dance music culture there and yeah, it's so inspiring yeah. to be there um i always leave really inspired and you know wanting to get into the studio and and, and make some music yeah for um, sure. so that's definitely been a highlight of of this year obviously with not being able to tour at all um for a while now being able to go and do that has been um has been really really fun yeah I know you've kind of upped the ante a little bit when it comes to the live stuff as well. Um, in terms of shows, they're they're pretty huge kind of spectacles. Which I mean, playing into a to an IB for crowd must be pretty awesome as well. Yeah, so there's like there's kind of two sides to IB there. There's the there's the side where it's very simple in terms of production and, and scale of the venues, and um, and then there's the side that's like. Ushuaia or, or wherever where you have all the the pyro and the special effects and yeah and big yeah. um led screens and all that stuff and like they're both incredible because with my with my headline show like it was in eden um which is amazing club like the sound system is honestly one of the best in in ibiza mm. and um we actually went around one evening and and i think we went to like 10 different clubs just to listen to the sound systems <laughs> Um, to try and find the venue that I wanted to do um, my Cigar Land show in. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Eden just blew me away. Um, but those shows, like, there's, uh, they're, they're, the club is, like, fairly small and it's very intimate show and it, it's really cool because it's, it's kind of a bit low pressure and I try, I could, I was able to sort of try out new music and um, I pretty much did a new edit of something every every week and would play it out and, and get the reaction and oh, nice. that was really cool and i really missed doing that yeah. um and then there's the Ushuaia side uh where i did um a david get a support for, for his um Brilliant. his show there and uh it was just incredible in a very different way and it was big and production and fire and, and all that stuff yeah. um which was great and the the crowd was the crowd was really awesome. Um, and I was able to play some of the edits that I'd sort of made and tested in the club and then gone, okay, I'm going to play this one for Ushuaia. And, um, and that, that process was really fun. Yeah. Um, wicked. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. No, it sounds, it sounds awesome, man. It sounds really great. Um, I think that's a nice place for us to, to wrap it up, Bruce. We are seeing we've only got a couple right, of minutes left on the interview, but I know yeah. obviously the album's coming and you're, 
grinding away at the moment. Um, what else are you looking forward to just before I let you go? Any kind of big collabs in the works? Anything else that you're that you're really kind of looking forward to? Yeah, there's a couple of things I've been working on um, the last couple of weeks. I have a song with M&EK, um, oh, nice. which I'm super, super excited about. He's somebody I've wanted to work with yeah. Um, yeah. for a long time. And and we we actually wrote this song quite a long time ago. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I've i always wanted to to collaborate with him on, on a tune. Wicked. So I'm really excited about that one. And then um, I have another one with Ellie Golding and Alok. And Ellie is somebody that... I think this is the third time we've tried to collaborate on a tune. Um, the previous two times just hasn't worked out. There's been, you know, our schedules haven't lined up or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of many issues has, has arisen. Um, so that, as they do, yeah. it's yeah, finally it, happened though, which is, which it is has. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm super excited about that. And, Wicked. um, and everything else, basically, there's a whole other load of music coming, yeah. um, within the next few months. I think it's going to be the most music I've ever put out in, in a small space. <laughs> Busy so, times, mate. Um, Busy times. Yeah, so I'm excited. Amazing. Amazing. Um, Bruce Sigala, it's been it's been great catching up, man. Thank you so much for your time and um, all the best for everything you've got going on at the moment. Hopefully we'll uh, we'll catch up soon. Nice one. Thank you. Thanks for having me as well. You're so welcome. You take care. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.